Last week I mentioned that I don't have any first-hand experience as a kidney donor, but knew someone who did. Although I know she's pretty busy with her business, I took a chance and asked her if she'd like a guest blog about her experience as a kidney donor. Amy Donahue responded practically before I hit send. She was ready, much more than willing and able to do just that. I had her guest blog in my hands within a day. As Amy says, I love spreading the gospel of live organ donation. Ladies and gentlemen, this was Amy's experience. I'll do it. I'll donate my kidney. What do I have to do? Amy and Tiny. Mom. That was a Friday night tweet from me in January, 2011, to a Twitter follower whose mother finally agreed to be put on the transplant list at Mayo Clinic. I saw a conversation between two people I had been following for a few years and responded. I started testing as soon as I learned the process, and it started with a blood test to see if our blood types matched closely enough for me to be able to donate. My recipient, Tiny Mom, emigrated to the States in the 70s. Her kidney failure had been caused by high amounts of ibuprofen for a migraine. I lost my father to cancer and couldn't help in any way at all, which prompted me to help her. My testing had to be spread out over a couple months because I'm a single woman, living alone, and I had had, at the time, a fairly new job. I kept track of all appointments to give to my bosses and maintain transparency about my testing and donating. I tried to do as many tests at once as possible, and spent Valentine's Day 2011 at the Mayo Clinic in North Phoenix. The first test that day was a pregnancy test. When someone wants to donate, tests have to be thorough because there can be no harm to the donor and they need to make sure we are healthy enough to not only donate, but make it through a 90-minute surgery. Next, I had to give several vials of blood. The third appointment that day was with an advocate. For donors, transplant centers want to be sure donors are advocated for and taken care of. I also had to see a social worker and psychiatrist, to make sure my intentions were pure. I had a mammogram, CT scan, and gave more blood and urine during the testing process. I wanted nothing out of this but to help a woman have a better quality of life. Due to the whole process starting because of a tweet, though, I also had to do media interviews. I wanted to do them to educate others who may be interested in donating. The more open I was about testing, the more I hoped others would follow suit and do what I was doing. The interviews were exhausting for me, because not only was donating a kidney on my mind 24-7, but it also invited a lot of negativity. Thankfully, I had a ton of community support to get through it. I still hadn't even met Tiny Mom, until we had our local Fox affiliate interview all of us together. Two weeks before the scheduled surgery, I was fired from my job for missing my sales goal due to testing. Thankfully, the following morning, a Twitter follower hired me, and I started working immediately. I couldn't be unemployed for the couple of weeks leading up to the surgery, because then I would have nothing to do but think about what was coming. I was tired of thinking. The Today Show came out twice to interview us, and were there as we were being wheeled into the operating room. My last words, get that F-King camera out of my face. Sorry for the language, all I wanted was to get this kidney out of me and into her, so she could be there for her family, and here I was, in a hospital gown all doped up but still having a camera in my face. At this point, I wanted that anesthesia so I could have a break for a couple hours. I was exhausted mentally and emotionally. It was April 19, 2011. As I was being prepped for surgery, the surgeon noticed a potential problem. When they had given me a CT scan to decide which kidney to take, 
they had to make sure Tiny Mom had the same number of veins and arteries going to and from the kidney. They decided on my right kidney, which is rare, because it seemed like the best match. When they cut me open, though, they realized I had had an extra renal vein that didn't show up on the CT scan. My team of surgeons immediately spoke with Tiny Mom's team, explaining there could be a potential problem. They had just finished prepping her for surgery. Their response, you're not gonna believe this, but she has the same renal vein that didn't show up on her CT scan. This was meant to be. When I heard about it after waking up in my room, I cried. It was finally over, and we had a connection that was even deeper than I had thought. I was up and walking around within an hour or two of getting to my room. The more we walk after surgery, the quicker we heal and can go home. My stay was about 48 hours. I was walking around the nurse's station by the evening of my donation. I was feeling great. I was out of the hospital in 48 hours, and got home on a Thursday. I was at my desk working the next day. The worst part of the recovery was the constipation from the anesthesia. I was hiking within three weeks of surgery, and could have sex around that time, too. Since they removed my kidney where women have a C-section, I just had to wait for the swelling of my abdominal muscles to ease before resuming normal physical activities. It's been 10 years now, and I am healthier than I have ever been. I haven't seen Tiny Mom for a while, due to the pandemic, but we will get together soon. We talk on the phone a lot and really miss each other. We have a deep connection, made deeper by a three-ounce organ. Thank you, Amy. Now we know. Until next week. Keep living your life.